I'm Dan Matha, host of Spark in the Dark podcast, and on today's episode, my guest is Malik Ali. Malik is an actor, coach, entrepreneur, father, and most importantly, my friend. We talk about Malik's newfound perspective on health and wellness, from sleep, diet, strength and conditioning, mobility, and how all of those things have rippled into the rest of his life. We also go into quite a bit of detail on his journey as an actor and how all those things are intertwined. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. So that video you posted today got me fired up. Mm. The on my way to 165. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't even, I was in like a low, well, I wouldn't say low energy mood today, but I was, today was kind of a, like a recovery day for me. So yeah. it was kind of, and I had like, I was like, oh, this can be a good opportunity for me to kind of like rest a little bit. I got yeah. done when I needed to get done early. Yeah. And then I kind of had like, I had an opportunity to kind of just like, yo, cause I had a couple clients mm. um, reschedule on me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, I kind of have a little bit of time to just kind of chill for the first time in like a week. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, cool. And I saw that post and I was like, yo, let's go. I was almost <laughs> like, yo, do I have enough time to hit the gym? Do I have enough time to hit the gym before I uh, record with Malik? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, mean, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm sitting at about 158 right now and give or take when I'm having more water or, or, or some more food, but it's been consistent. And so now it's just dialing it in and making it happen. I mean, the fact that I'm even saying that for me is like pretty powerful because my entire life I've been in the 145, 140 range, you know. Right. So to now be sitting past 155 and really, truly still not even a year into training. Right. Uh, yeah. For So for a little context for people who are, mm. are listening and don't know. Uh, Malik started training about five months ago, a little mm -hmm. over five months. We'll say five months. So five months ago, mm. not much, if any, strength training. Is that correct? None. Um, I mean, a runner. Yep. Right. Some yoga. Yep. Right. And a lot of yoga, a lot of running, very little heavy lifting. Right. So for context, when we first started training together, mm. you were what, 140? 140. 140, yep. and then as of now, you're sitting at 158. 158. 158, easy, too. Right. It wasn't a struggle. It wasn't challenging. It was it was very natural, a natural progression. Some change, uh, changes in diet, uh, uh, changes in, you know, getting more sleep, and some supplementation, because I do take uh, creatine. Um, creatine. Yep. Yep, take creatine uh, and some other, uh, some zinc. Um, nice. Uh, omega-3 omega oil. Um, and then that's, that's it. And then the rest of it is just food. Right. You know? Um, but the biggest shift was when we started training, I was, I was vegan. Mm. And so... A month into to the training, I started to eat uh, meat and specifically eggs and salmon. And then after about a, a month of eggs and salmon, then I incorporated beef 
and I've been in love. <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, some steak this past weekend. It was it was phenomenal. There's really nothing quite like it. And I'm never going back. I was like, I was like, I don't even. I was like, the fact that I did that for six years uh, is a testament to the commitment that I had to it. But also, it's like, there's no way. Yep. So what was what was that like? What was, what I guess what initiated that journey to mm. take on the plant based lifestyle? Uh, at the time, I was living in New York. And I was around a lot of people that were vegan, that had gone vegan. And uh, I was exploring what it meant to be uh, healthy. And so mm. I was getting information and I was like, well, I'm going to give this a shot because it seems to be that there's a, uh, it can be applied to longevity and a, and a, and a long life and an avoidance of a lot of diseases. And so coming from a family where diabetes is a normal conversation, cancer is a normal conversation, high blood pressure is a normal conversation, uh, that's always in the back of my mind, like eating well so that you can avoid and keep away disease. Um, so I, I became vegan and it was a whole experiment and it, it was, but it was, but it was also a challenge. And that's what I loved about it is that it made me really think about what I put in my body and how to cook and how to prepare food and how to plan. Um, but, but I was doing no, I wasn't lifting any weights, you know, I would every now and then go to a gym, but without any real awareness of how to properly train. Right. So I've always worked out. I've always been very physically active but this is this has uh, been, you know, eye opening. And then the information that has been presented is really powerful, you know, because it's contrary to what you hear in mainstream media. Right. And so you do the test and I've been doing the test and the results are profound. Yeah. Yeah. For the record, I did not pressure him. I did not convert him. At all. Um, I didn't even bring up diet with you initially. Yeah. Yep. We just started talking about working out. Yeah. Um, and then you started asking me about diet. Yeah. And so, like, my usually my approach in those situations, because I feel a certain kind of way about mm. the information that gets presented to people. Mm specifically with this like vegan plant-based lifestyle mm. that gets like this is health right this yep. is ethical yeah and this is the way that humans should live mm. right and it just makes me it's just very frustrating yeah uh to see and hear all of that because it's <laughs> like people are already confused as it is yeah. because the FDA used to have a pyramid mm. that had pasta yeah. as the base of, of a healthy diet, yeah. right? So we've already been indoctrinated with a bunch of bullshit mm. in terms of like what we should be eating. Mm. Then they like changed the pyramid into like some, I don't know, some other visual graphic. Yeah. And people still don't know what to eat, right? Yeah. But now it's like we're making cool documentaries yeah. with like power lifters yeah. and like celebrities yeah. who are like vegans, right? Yeah. And like I'm not knocking the vegan lifestyle. For some people, mm. it's a thing. Yeah. Like it, it could be the cure for you, like yeah. depending on whatever your ailments. But you were gonna be in the in the minority. Yeah. 
And well, I mean, I did, I did the test. I think that's yes, that's the big thing. Is like there is a whole conversation around like how they captivate you emotionally, politically, spiritually with ideas. And veganism is an idea, but when you test it, for me specifically, uh, the moment that I started to eat eggs, <clears throat> I don't, I, I don't care what someone would say because I felt incredible. Right. I, I, the, that, and for me, that's always the test: is that you you consume something and then you see how you feel. Right. What in particular, when you say I felt incredible? Power. Uh, powerful. The workout, the workouts changed. Uh, the recovery changed. Um, the the way I felt within my body changed, and you, we can see it in the videos. Like yeah. we literally have videos of like all of these months, and you can see we hit a certain time frame, and then the diet had adapted, and the muscles just started to come out. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, and then there were certain things where it's like. You know, like, I think a lot of people eat a lot of heavily processed foods, and that is the problem, right? right? But if you're not, I'm not only processed foods, literally protein, uh, vegetables, a little bit of fruit, right? And then I have the occasional treat of, like, rice cake with some peanut butter, but, like, basically it's, it's just all whole food. And I, I, I don't, and then I don't see, I, I only, I only see benefits and all the things that people said over the years that I've heard of like, you know, eating meat will cause this. I, I don't see it happening. You know, I, there was a, there was information that came out about, you know, eating meat and it, it stays in your intestinal tract for longer periods of time. And then you don't use a restroom. And I'm like, man, I've had some of those beautiful <laughs> restroom moments and that's like eating beef. Right which they said would like cause all this problem. So it's like, I don't know, information is key. Yeah. 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 And I, it's interesting because I've, I've experienced other athletes, you know, guys who have been like world-class, mm. like Pan Am wrestlers, Olympic qualifying wrestlers, um, be like, oh, you know what? I, I'm going to, I'm going to give this vegan thing, a, so, you know, mm. give this plant-based lifestyle a, a chance. Mm. They make the switch and mm. they, you know they talk about benefits that came from it initially and then usually about like three to four months in they're just like droopy and they're yep. like dude man, i don't have the same power yep i don't have the same vitality i don't have the same energy yeah and there's a th- there's a difference between being able to survive mm. right like a, an effective dose yeah and there's a, and then there's a difference between being optimal mm. being able to thrive yeah like amino acids are the building blocks of life. Mm. You have to have them. Mm. They're essential. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, you can, you can eat 12 different types of grain to yeah. try and get right yeah. to try and get the right amount of protein, but you're still not ever going to get the essential amino. You're not going to get leucine, mm. right? You're not going to get the leucine, mm. which is the big thing. Mm. You don't get leucine unless you're getting it from like eggs, mm. cottage cheese, or or any type of animal protein. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's like I don't know, man, it's a, there's a there's a political element when I look back and I'm like there's an agenda to obviously to get people on the, that 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 lifestyle um but I'm a, I believe in science. 
And yeah. science says something different. And science, we, you test it. And everybody's different. And everybody's going to choose something different. But for what I want and my goals, uh, eating has become actually so much more easy. You know, because it's, like, it's not a lot of stuff that you have to mix to have a complete meal. And also to have that feeling of satisfaction of having a good meal. You yeah. know, like... I eat four times a day, but it's like, I remember when I was vegan, I would be snacking incessantly, you know, like I would eat and then I would be snacking. And now I'm like, I eat breakfast and then I'm like, good, I'm cool, right? I go work out, I come back, I eat again, then I'm cool. And it's like, this is, I don't, I like, it really, I don't, the, the evidence and the proof is in the pudding, you know? Right. Well, it's like the protein is extremely satiating. Yep. And I think that's where a lot of people, even people that are, you know, omnivorous, mm -hmm. they don't eat enough protein. Yeah. Most people, most people, most adults mm. don't eat enough protein. Mm. And that's why they're always hungry. Mm -hmm. That's why they're always snacking. Yep. Because it's like, yo, you're not getting enough protein. Yep. You're not satisfying what your body actually needs. Yeah. So you're, you know, you're getting these hunger cues, eat, eat, mm. eat, and then you for whatever reason, instead of eating protein, yeah. you just keep eating snacks. Yep. Right? Or whatever, you know, whatever you, you decide to eat. Yeah. Or people eat. I don't know. I'm like you, dude. I eat, like, I, I go to the grocery store. Yeah. I could literally walk through Costco with my eyes shut yeah. and fill my <laughs> cart. Dude, I know exactly. I get the same shit yeah. every single time. Yeah. I, like, have, like, six, like, protein, eggs, yeah. salmon, beef, yeah. chicken. Yeah. Right? Sometimes I get steak, depending mm. on my budget. Mm. I go through, I get, I buy a giant bag of rice. Yeah. Lasts me forever. Yeah. I get some potatoes mm. and then I get a bunch of vegetables and fruit. Yep. I've been really enjoying it. potatoes too. Like that, like, and then it's like, they, I, that's what's so crazy about like how they've turned everything into an enemy. Yeah. You know, like potatoes are bad for you. And it's like, man, rice is bad for you. And it's like, <laughs> like everything is, everything that really is beneficial has been turned against you. Right. right, where it's like, and now, and then everything that really is not adding to the quality of your life, we do it in excess. And it's like, the sugar is just out of control. Yeah. You know, like. Well, I think half the problem is, there's a lot of misinformation, mm -hmm. right? And the people that are authorities that should be giving this, like the information that's out there, aren't. Yeah. But then also you run into, now everyone's a, uh, an expert on yep. social media. Yep. And like, we live... And I think this is an interesting thought process. We like live in the era of the grifter, mm. Mm. The political grifters, yep. right? Mm. There's uh, journalistic grifters. Yeah. There's even health and fitness grifters. Yeah. You see guys talking about, you know, you, you see the plant-based people yeah. like pumping, you know, into your brain, all these things you're supposed to eat. But then you see, you know, the liver king. Yeah. Right. And this guy, <laughs> no, right. The liver king. Right. And like he's on the opposite end of the spectrum yeah. who pisses me off just as much as the person telling that you only need to eat plants. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude. Yeah. Bro. Mm. What are you doing? Mm. Like I get you're like one. It's I guess like a G it's it's a genius marketing scheme because yeah. like he is making like if you want to look at it in terms of of money, like mm. he's making a lot of money mm. doing what he's doing. So yeah. like hats off to you. Yeah. On on the con. Yeah. Right, you know what I mean. Your supplement company is doing great, great, bro. Mm. But mm. like, you did not get that way and look that way just eating raw liver. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, come on, dude. 
Um, and that's not even eating, like when you go on the opposite end of the spectrum for carnivore diet, mm. you just only eat meat. It's mm. like, no, 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 no. Mm. You gotta have your vegetables. Mm. You gotta have your fruit. You ha you need, we're omnivorous. Yeah. Like you can get your phytonutrients. Yeah. You know, you get, uh, like another thing is micronutrients. Yeah. We, we worry about macronutrients. Mm. A lot, specifically in the like the lifting community, bodybuilders. Oh, I got to hit my macros, bro. Yeah, right. Proteins, carbs, and fat, and those are important. Yeah, but like, what about your selenium? Mm. What about your magnesium? Mm. Right. What about your your vitamin C? Man, your D three. Which, which information on magnesium? It's like, and the average American is deficient. I know. And magnesium is crucial to every function in your body, and mm -hmm. it's like. That's what that's what that's what pisses me off, right? Because then everybody's so confused, and then now you have every, you have misinformation, and you have everybody pulling you to these extreme sides, and then you're missing all the things that you really need to have a quality life, yeah. right? And this conversation that we often talk about is like longevity, you know? Yeah. And it's like you know, lifting lifting weights is 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 crucial to longevity. Right, you can't have longevity without lifting weights, right? Without yeah. without keeping the strength within your body, without having the density within your bones, like. So the fact that it's like that we make it, like it's like you have to do it. Like that's what got me into. It, it was like, oh man, like we when I met you, it was like the conversation. It completely made me look at it differently. It's like running is an activity that truly is like in a cardiovascular way, it's incredible, right? But it's like it also takes a lot away from you, yeah. right? You're basically just pounding your body over and over and over again without a, without a way to replenish, without a way to heal. So it's like, and don't get me wrong, I'm not against running, but I'm like, you have to have a way to uh, keep your body for the long haul, yeah. you know? And the, it, the evidence is just staggering when you see people that lift weights, yeah. how they age, right? And that's what I'm in it for is like, it's not so much the aesthetic. The aesthetic is like the icing on the cake. Right. That's the byproduct. That's the byproduct. But the thing that really got me sold is that I'm about longevity, you know, aging gracefully. And then, and then as you get into your later part of your life, God willing, right, that your mind is clear. Yeah. And that, that you can be in your 90s and you can, you, can, you can go to 100 and still have a clear mind and a strong body, you know. Which I think it is, which is uncommon in the world that we live now, where it's like people accept that like you're going to be sick and that you are going to be overweight and that you, you know, you're old at 60 years old. Right. And it's like, man, you're not. Yeah. You see dudes that are taking care of them, they're still lifting heavy in Vibrant. their 60s and their 70s, their 80s, you know. Vibrant. Vibrant. So this is like, it really is beautiful. It's a conversation on being vibrant, yep. you know, like walking into a room and resonating, yep. you know, I always, well, one muscle mass is the number one indicator mm. for longevity, mm. for health into your later years, mm. you know, and then so muscle mass, right. And usually to build muscle mass, you're doing some sort of resistance training, mm. which means your bone density mm. is going to be up there. Yep. Right. And at a certain age, your body starts fighting against you and you start losing muscle mass. You mm -hmm. start losing bone density. Yeah. So building it while you're young yeah. prevents you from losing it when you get older. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, now you're not going to have to deal with the brittle bones. Mm. You're not going to have to deal with like the loss of grip strength yeah. and the ability to like move your body as you get older. Mm. 
and everybody's going to get older. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how do you, do you want to, do you want to age gracefully Mm. or do you want to spend, cause listen, you hit 55, 60 young people think, and I, I, you know, I used to be one of them, but young people think you hit 50, you're old. But like when you're 50 on average, you got another 30 to 40 years to live. Yep. I'm 34. That means I have another life. My, I, as long as I've lived, I have another one of those to live once I'm 50 yeah, of years course. old. At least. Yeah. So it's like, do you, how do you want to spend that? Do you want to spend that in, in your armchair? Mm. Like watching TV, miserable? Mm. Or do you want to spend that like enjoying those last years of your life with all of this knowledge and experience that you've gained? Yeah. And to me, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's like, yo, I'm going to, and I tell this to people I train all the time. I mm. mean, we talk about it all the time. I, the stuff I do now, mm. I'm going to be doing when I'm 50 years old. Yeah. Might not look the same. Yeah. Right? It might be a little bit different because what works now won't work tomorrow. Mm. What I do now, I don't do when I was 20. Yeah. Um, and I imagine the same thing's going to be true as I get older, but I'm still going to be getting after it. Yeah. And, and there's no you, reason that we, we, we all can't. Yeah. And I think you, you become more efficient as you age. Yeah. And you know... You, you know what your body needs and you know how to attack it in a way that is very, very effective, yeah. you know? And I think that's the, that's the excitement uh, to be at the beginning stages of it and to, to know that it's a long journey, but it's a really exciting journey and to see uh, how I will transform, right? And it's also, there's a spiritual transformation, right? Mm. There's a mental transformation. Like it's, it's the, the physical is really like one part of it, but like the mental transformation that you go through, uh, is powerful. You, you, you're, I'm, I'm more, uh, locked in for, for, for lack of a better term. Right. I'm more focused. I'm more ready to fight, you know, like, cool, this is going to be a battle. I'm ready for the battle. You know, mm-hmm. your mind is like sharpened. Yep. Um, and it's like you go back in time and that's like ancient people, that's what they were doing. You know, they weren't doing it with like weights, but they were doing it with the way in which they lived their life. They had to move the things, labor. the labor, right? You had to build your own home, right? Like you had to create the city. It's like, yeah, all till these, the land. you had to till yeah. the land. And it's like, which is crazy because now we're in a place where it's like, you don't have to do anything and look at the result of it. They're saying like, in the next, you know, 50 years that the number of people that are going to be obese is like 75 to 80% of the population is going to be obese. That's crazy. It's crazy. Like when you think about it, like, so, so basically eight out of 10 people are going to be overweight. And when you walk into the world, you, and when you're walking in the world, you see, and it's like, you're like, man, most people are already in that state, you know? Yeah. It's imperative to have these conversations for the younger generations coming up to be like, yo, y'all have y'all have to carry this torch. Yeah. You know, this this life, this information that they gave us, the lifestyle that we live is not really beneficial to our longevity. Well, I think it's important. That's why fitness is so important right now, Mm. because technology has morphed our lifestyles where we have become more sedentary Mm. and to just. I don't think that that's going to, that's not going to change at all. Technology is only going to make us more sedentary mm. and that's a, whether you, you love it or you don't love it. Mm. It just is what it is. Mm. So we have to now do something to combat that. Mm. Right. Okay. 
our life is going to be more sedentary because we're going to work eight hours a day mm. at a desk or at home, whatever, not moving that much. So I know now mm. to make up for that, I need to go to the gym an hour a day mm. and I need to vigorously work out mm. and I need to put my body into stressful situations. Mm. I need to put a heavy weight on my back, mm. right? I need to grab heavy, have heavy weight gripped in my hand. Mm. I need to push and I need to struggle mm. and I need to like, get to the edges of my limits mm. and fail, mm. right? And then come back and push past those limits mm. and like build new tissue. Mm. And like in that process, like you were saying, it's more than the physical because mm. the physical body is a key mm. that unlocks the mental and the spiritual. Mm. And I know it seems mm. superficial to a lot of people, but. Mm. Well, I think because until you have the experience all you're seeing is the external, right? Right, But when you have the experience and you go through those transformations, uh, you become a believer. You say like, man, I, I mean, when I started this, like I was barely able to lift certain things. I was barely able to do a pull-up. Now I'm... You just did 10 pull-ups yesterday, did bro. did 10 pull-ups yesterday, and it's like... To think about that's only five months in went from only doing one pull up to now truly truly doing ten at the end of a workout at the end of a workout it's right. like and we're still at, we're I mean we're still at the I'm like we're, I'm at the beginning I'm still a baby yeah you still got the newbie gains coming bro. right it's like <laughs> I see I see guys that are like in their fifties and who have had you know twenty years thirty years and I'm like man I'm excited to to see that kind of growth, you yeah. know, like, and to see the transformation. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm excited. I'm like, 165 is a goal now, but I'm like, oh, but I might even, I might go even more past that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just to see what it feels like. Just to say like, oh yeah, I did. I went up to 190 just to see what that feels like and, and to see what, what kind of strength I can develop, you know? It's powerful, man. Like, I, and I, it's funny because when I look back, like I never would have thought, you know, that that would have that door would have opened up. But it's like it's like right on time. Right. You know, like it's how life works. It gives you a, a practice, a discipline at the perfect moment for you. You know, looked back from. Well, I mean, I've always been engaged in sports, but, you know, primarily like running. And that was like and that, that is it. That's a great meditation too because it teaches you endurance. It uh, it, it teaches you how to uh, persevere, right? Your body literally is like falling apart, and your mind takes over, and you you go to you go to places where it's like it's profound, right? Um, but like I said, it, it is primarily an an, uh, an exercise that really you do feel the effects of it. It doesn't feel like it replenishes you. You know, you feel it in your legs. You yeah. feel the I mean, the whole first part of our work, and I was just trying to get the balance back, trying to open up the hips, trying to, trying to get the hamstrings, you know, uh, back to functional state, and because it was so tight. Yeah. So now it's like, yeah, I look back, and it's like that was serving a purpose for what I was doing at that point in my life. But now, at this point, it's like this is the, this is what's going to take me into this, these later years of my life, yeah. right? in a way which is like it feels more grounding where else have you have you found this it seems like you've 
you're experiencing the the ripple effects of like this because i always say you train one part of the whole mm. you make the whole better mm. right you make one part of the whole better you make the whole better mm. and you can look at that from a training standpoint is like okay i'm gonna isolate my bicep make my bicep stronger mm. it'll make my entire body stronger mm. right that's true that also mm. can be a metaphor for everything you do in your life mm-hmm. right when you add one skill into your life it ripples out into all the other skills that you have yeah where do you find um the where do you find this has added to your life in the other areas Oh man, in every aspect of my life, like mentally, mental toughness, like mm. in my business, right? Like uh, in my relationships uh, with my with my kids, with my partner, like it it really has taught me a, a deeper understanding of what it means to be mentally tough. Mm. Right? It's like because we have notions where it's like you know people want like an easy life, but but an easy life is not really a fulfilling life. So you have to be ready for the challenges that are going to be thrown your way and the obstacles that are going to come with growth, with transitions, with moving into a new phase of your life, which is, which is training. It's like to go up and wait, it's going to, it's, it's not easy. (laughs) You pick that up and you're like, Oh, like your body's like, what are you doing? Right. It's like a shock to your system, right? You're, you literally, your body is shocked. And the same thing goes in anything that you're building. It's like building a business. There's those moments of transition where you're leveling up. It's not an easy process. And you just have to hunker down. You have to lift the weight. <laughs> you have to put the bar on your back. And you have to know that, like, that you have to trust yourself and know that you've done enough of the foundational work to be able to handle the stress. You know? And it is, it's everything. I, I'm, I have two kids and they're six and they're one. And it's like they're in completely different worlds. And that's just a that's just a ball of challenges on a daily basis. If I if I don't have weightlifting, my mind is not as clear. Right. I'm not as centered within myself. I, I can become reactive. Right. But but I lift weights so when I'm when I'm interacting with my children I can remain calm and understand that they're they're trying to learn just like I'm trying to learn right and it's not for me to get reactive but for me to to listen and to better understand their needs uh to me it's this the same thing it's like I'm doing that within my body where it's like oh I'm approaching some kind of lift and it's like and it doesn't feel right to express like okay this is not feeling comfortable to me this is not feeling like I'm ready to take this on and we back off of it for a moment and we address it and then we come back to it in a better way right it's so it's so in sync with where I'm at at this point of my life also I've always I've also wanted to always explore you know what it means to put on some pounds because I've been skinny my entire life and it's like it's fun to be like yeah I'm bumping I'm gaining weight and right. it's like and you walk into a room in a different way mm. right I say that that's one of the things that I tell people all the time about training is like the confidence it gives you is like the what what you just said mm. walk into a room differently mm-hmm. the energy in which you walk into the room is different and 
the energy in which everyone in that room is affected is mm. differently. Mm. And that's not in the sense that like, you're, like I'm better than anybody yeah. or I'm, you know, I'm this or I'm that. It's not even from a place of ego or superficialness. Yeah. It's like a place of like, just like mm. secure, like you're confident, secu- confidence, mm-hmm. you're secure in yourself. Mm. Right. And that ripples into everything, everything. And you feel it. You like, you feel it. You feel the, you see the response f- externally from other people you know because sometimes like i don't even recognize that i have put on weight like sometimes there's someone saying like oh man i see it in your shoulders i'm like oh really because you still feel you still you still are i'm still me right so it's like i'm not walking but then i will get a glimpse and i'm like oh i do see i walk differently yeah you you just you just do you just it's like uh it it reminded me of a story like uh, matt damon when he was training for uh the born identity, right? He was lifting weights and he was boxing. He said that was really the key to the character because he would walk into spaces differently than he ever did before because he was so confident because he could handle himself. Right. Right. And it's like, you feel it. You just walk into a room and you're just like, I'm not worried about, I'm just me. I'm comfortable in my body. You know, I'm not, I'm not imposing on anybody, but I'm like, I'm very much just, you just feel good. Yep. You know, you, you, which I think everybody needs. And I'm like, especially in we, we, these like problems that we're facing in the world right now, it's like depression is at an all time high, anxiety is at an all time high. It's like, get your ass into a gym. Mm. Like the kids, the kids spend all their time now on devices. And it's like, man, get your kids into some kind of weight training or sports or something that's going to sharpen their mind and sharpen their will. Yeah. You know, where it's like they have to actively struggle to to grow. Because for the most part, you know, I see, I mean, I have kids, so I see a lot of kids like they spend the majority of their time not engaged in any kind of physical activities anymore. A lot of those negative feelings and emotions that people are experiencing go away when you hit the gym. Man. When you hit a long hike, right? Run, jog, you go play basketball, whatever it is. Something where you have to be completely focused and mm. intentional, mm. present, mm. and then also exert yourself. Yep. Like the the data on it is, I mean, you don't even have to like take my word. Like yeah. the data that exists mm. on the on what it does to the psyche is just like if you could bottle it up into a drug Mm. you could sell it for like a hundred thousand dollars a pill people would just give away Mm. like everything to have to feel that and like you don't have to pay for it right you don't have to do anything illegal all you have to do is just get a gym membership yep go outside go outside get in the sun yeah right drink water it's like i don't know man like it's just powerful, like what you have at your fingertips if you're willing to just do the work. There's so much low hanging fruit out there mm. to better yourself mm. that people just bypass. Mm. Like, meh, they mm. scoff at it. Meh, mm. mm. right? Uh, get eight hours of sleep. Meh, mm. I don't need it. Mm. Right? I'll sleep when I die. Yeah. Right? Whatever bullshit people tell each other. Yep. Right? Like, oh, hit the gym i i don't feel good right or i'm anxious mm. or i've been down go to the gym ah, i don't want to yeah right oh you know my stomach's upset or you know i'm not having you know i'm not shitting right or whatever mm. it's yeah. like yo eat eat right stop yep. eating that yep and like 
eat some eggs, eat, well, eat some celery. Well, I mean, you're t- you, 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 you hit it on the head because then you start to dive deeper into the problems that we face, right? And like we've created all these things really to pacify us. Like we don't eat for fuel or for energy. We eat just for truly just like enjoyment or to heal, not heal, but to cover over our pain. Comfort. To comfort. Yeah. Comfort. That's the perfect word for it, right? And really it's like, nah, man, this is your fuel. You're, 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 you are, you're like the most expensive designed automobile and you were putting nonsense in it. It's like, it's like saying you have like a Bugatti or just like some ridiculously right. expensive car and like you go and you put like Coca-Cola yeah, right. <laughs> for gas and it's right. like, what the fuck is that going to do? Yeah. It's not going to go anywhere, you know? You need the best quality fuel to make that thing operate optimally. Well, I think, you know, there's a lot of things wrapped in that. Food, one, become, I mean, I always say this, food's the most addictive drug on the Mm. planet. Mm. Like, there's sugar, like cocaine and heroin Mm. light up the same sector Mm -hmm. as sugar, Mm -hmm. right? So, food is the most addictive (laughs) drug. People thought uh, Ricky Williams, remember Ricky Williams? Mm -hmm. You know, he went on that, like, pilgrimage or cry. He was like, yo, I'm done. At the peak of his powers, he was like, yup, not reporting to camp. Yep. Everyone was like, oh, he's a stoner, pothead. Mm. Um, he's gone crazy. He went on his little pilgrimage. He came back, did an interview on 2020. Mm. And, you know, they asked him a bunch of stuff. And he was saying stuff, and people were like, they just weren't ready to receive that information. Mm. But he said something I'll never forget. It was super profound. Um, I think it was... Barbara Walters that was interviewing him. I'm uh, him. I may be wrong, but she asked him what other drugs he does. Yeah, and he said sugar. Mm. He was like sometimes sugar. Mm. And I remember going to school the next day and people bringing that up. Like, yo, he's he's fucking crazy. He's lost <laughs> his mind. But like Ricky was right. Yeah. Sugar is a drug. Yeah. And it's pe- more people are addicted to sugar than anything else, um, especially in this country. More people are dying. Yeah. I mean, they, they'll give you the war on drugs, but, like, everybody eats sugar. Everybody, I mean, the average American is addicted to sugar. It's hidden in every single thing that is consumed. Yep. Like, I mean, everything from the drinks to, not, it's not the overt stuff where it's like a dessert. It's like, literally, it's like, it's in the pasta, it's in the bread, it's in the, like, and not just what it's going to convert into, like, literally added extra into, yeah. I looked at, I was in the airport, and I just was looking at, like, what they offer at the airport, and I was looking at their, like, their mixed nuts, right? I'm like, yo, you turn over a, a bag of mixed nuts, there's sh- sugar added to peanuts, sugar added to almonds, and you're like, well, who the fuck wants almonds with sugar i mean like me i was i just put it back down but i was like it's 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 everywhere and it that that's tough because some people don't know to check mm. or know how to properly properly check the label mm. so they look at it at face value and like oh these are nuts these mm. are this is a healthy snack yep and they don't even realize that like 15 grams of sugar got added in yep and it's just like it's because some like Sometimes I'm out and like I'm looking, you know, if I'm on a road trip or mm-hmm. whenever I was traveling on tour, mm. I'm like looking for something to eat. Yeah. And you're like, oh, let me get some nuts. And you look and you're like, 
what is all this at? Like, why, why isn't it just almonds in here? Like, what, why is there things that I can't pronounce? And why is it yeah. not just almonds? And so that it's, and for me, I always went in doubt because people are like, what do you do when you're on the road? One, I prepare by knowing like, mm. hey, I bring certain stuff with me, mm. right? Things that are easy to pack that I can bring. Also, I know like I have certain go-tos, restaurants you can go to and you just have to ask a lot of questions sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then sometimes you just might have to make the decision that I'm not going to eat right now yeah. because the options are great options. Yep. And believe it or not, you'll be okay if yeah. you go a couple hours without eating. Yeah. Even if you got to go 12 hours without eating. Yeah. I just look at it as like, yo, this is an exercise mm. of fasting. Yeah. And I would rather go without eating than put something like that in my body. Yeah. And it seems people are like, what, you know, you know, have, you know, have a little bit of this or have a little bit of that. It's mm. not going to kill you. But the second you jeopardize mm. once, mm. like now you, cause how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm. So the second you're like, oh, I'm going to have a little bit of this. Mm. Then uh, you're like, oh, maybe I'll have a little bit mm -hmm. of that. Yep. And, I'll have a and then that little bit compounds and mm. adds up over time. Mm. But when you go, so anybody who's listening once you have, once you've eliminated all the bullshit from your diet, yeah. and the second you put something back in your diet that is bullshit, mm. you feel it. Mm -hmm. And you you're like, yo, I used to eat this all the time. Man, you feel like you never felt it before. Right. It's like, you, f you can feel like, you have a soda and you will feel how much sugar is in mm -hmm. a soda, right? It's like, it's drugs. I mean, it's like, it's like shooting up. That's how, like, when you're clean and you come back to some of those. But it's crazy because the, the, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And I feel like even when I was, when I, when I was, when I was exploring all the different diets, it's like it was training my mind to be able to let things go, yeah. right? To be able to say, like, I'm not going to eat this and really not eat it. I'm... I'm not gonna drink soda, let it go, right? I'm letting go of overly fried foods, let it go. And those are the, those are the beginning steps. Right. And then you get to a space after some years where it's like, it doesn't even pull you anymore. I could walk into a McDonald's and that has any effect on me. I could walk in and look at everything and then I just walk right back out, you know? I'm not tempted by those things because you understand what it is and it's nothing. It's absolutely, it's like it's not going to enhance your life in any way. And, and why would you, for me, the question's like, why would you do things that are only going to take away from your experience? Yeah. Which is eye-opening because you look at, uh, when you look at your past, I look at my past and I'm like, there's a lot of stuff that I was doing. And I was like, I was doing it for all the wrong reasons, you know? Yeah, I, I sometimes I reflect on being in like college and like the amount of alcohol that was consumed. And when I really look at the adventure, like, yo, we were depressed. We didn't have, <laughs> like, we didn't have words for it. And we were just, we were, we were drinking ourselves to really, it was like a lot of alcohol. And it's like, and I, it wasn't enjoyable, you know, like, and there were moments where it's like, it was sadness. It was, Oh, it was, depression it was feeling lost right not feeling like you have a, a a purpose in life 
Because now those things don't have any effect on me. If I, I don't like, I don't, if I go out, it's like, I don't even think about it. You know, yeah. like that's not even part of socializing. I could have a glass of water. It's like, that's not why I'm going out. Right. You know, I don't go out, I have kids, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's just, it's just powerful, man. And I think it's all about like training is a beautiful we're training in so many different ways, right? You train your body and it opens up your mind, right? And then you can grow, you can grow anything that you want to build. It's like you can create a business, you can create a new way of living, right? You can build your wealth. Like it applies to so many different aspects of life, you know? That's and I think that's that's really the beauty of it. It's like you're doing this thing, but really you're doing this thing, and the, the compound interest is going to be your whole life is going to enhance, you know. Which is powerful. Which is which is, I mean, end up and especially in the world in which I'm in, you, the entertainment industry, you have to have some kind of mental training to keep yourself balanced and grounded, because it's just an uphill battle, you know. That's. <clears throat> You're one of the few people in this industry that I know talks about that. Yeah. Um, most performers, mm. actors, I guess it depends, but most actors mm. aren't talking about training the body. Yeah. Right. They're, they're talking about feelings. Yeah. Right. Which it, it, feelings have a place. Um, but I always loved like feelings are fleeting. You know, and what I feel in one moment is going to change in the next moment, right? Uh, and you're talking about an industry and you're talking about business and you're talking about a lot of money is being moved to make a project happen, to get certain well-known people in the project. And it's like, and if you don't address your mind, if you don't address your physicality, your body, your ability to maintain over a long period of time, which is what you're going to be doing. I mean, the statistics will show you like most actors, it's like before they become famous, there's a there's a there's like a 10 year theme where it's like mm. you've been you've been grinding it out and you've been putting in a lot of work to get to a person. Now, I don't want to say famous. That was the wrong word. But before you become a, a household name and that affords you the opportunity to be consistently working, you're putting in a lot of hours. You're, you're auditioning for a long period of time. And so you have to talk about training. You have to talk about the physicality that you need just to maintain the activities of act of being an actor, which is, is not, I like for me, it's the most important thing. Cause if your physical fails, everything else is gone. Right. Like if you, if your mind, your, if your physical goes, your mind is toast, mm -hmm. right? You, you, the moment anybody stresses you out, you're going to, you're going to fold, you know, and it's very stressful. It's a, it's a stressful thing to carry, which we talk about often. It's like to be a number one on a call sheet, is not an easy task. Like you're carrying the whole production. Yeah. If you walk into that room with low energy, everybody's gonna have low energy, you know? And I love the guys that are the, you know, the namesakes. I think The Rock is an awesome example. Like you see him training and I'm like, you, there's no wonder he's, he's the man. Like he puts in a lot of effort, you know? Yeah. And he works hard and it's, and it's, 
this one part of it is talent, and then one part of, it, part of it is just like the bigger part, in my opinion, is like it's the work ethic. Yeah. You know, if you if you have a piss poor work ethic, you're not going to be anything in life. You know. So no, man, it's a uh, it's so apropos to being in an industry where it's like you're creating something. You're cre- you're creating the body, right? You're yeah. saying, oh, I want to have bigger legs. You have to put in the work to get the bigger legs. It's possible. Which is crazy because you always tell me this too. Where it's like, because genetics plays one factor, but really it's like the intelligence that you have and the way in which you approach it, you can alter your genetics. Yeah. People say like, oh, I don't have the genes, but it's like, nah, man, you just need the information and the work ethic to apply yourself. Because you, you, don't, you don't know mm. what genetics you actually have mm. until you max them out. Mm. Yep. Everybody loves talking, nah, I don't have the genetics. Mm. Or they see someone else's genetics. Um, and it's like, nah, you're, you're, you're wasting time on the wrong things. Yeah. Because you actually have, someone may start at a different point than you. Mm. Someone may start at a point where they're more gifted, right? Maybe they have more muscle mass, mm. they're stronger, more explosive, etc. But they might not, that might be, you know, that might be their ceiling, mm. right? Or not far off from their ceiling. Mm. Your, your, you may start, your floor may be lower than their floor, yeah. right? But your ceiling could be higher than their ceiling. Yeah. You just might have to put in more work to develop that. Mm. I've seen people who've been like, you, you see them and you're like, ah, oh, they don't have the genetics for shit. Mm. Yeah, they got poor genetics. Mm. And then 10 years later, you're like, God damn, mm-hmm. who's this person? Yep. Completely different person. Yep. And that's because they max the, their genetics out. And until you max your genetics out, I don't ever want to hear, I have poor genetics. Yeah. And most of the time, the people that, the, nothing's 100%, mm. but pretty close to 100% of the time, people that are talking about poor genetics are people that don't want to put in the work. Mm-hmm. They're looking for excuses. Mm. They're looking for the way out. Mm-hmm. That, to me, when I hear, oh, I don't have the genetics, what I'm hearing is like, oh, I don't want to work hard. Yeah. Or, oh, I'm looking for an excuse for why I'm not where these other people are. Yeah. That's what I hear when I hear that. Yep. And so... And putting in the work is the thing that is the most beautiful part of it. It's like, if you don't, if you don't invest yourself, how can you get a return? You know, it's like, it's like saying you want to hit it big, but you didn't put any money on the table. You know, like like we gotta, we gotta put the, we gotta put the money on the table to put the money where our mouth is and you have to show up and you have to work hard. It's like, I don't know. That is as as we as I get older, like those words are just like they resonate and everything. It's like, There's a reason why every successful person says the same shit. Yep. You hear all these motivational speakers. Mm. Uh, you hear all these super successful athletes, businessmen, mm. actors. They all say the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they mm. they have their own flavor in which they explain the things, mm. right? And they may have quirky little like. Mm routines that they've done along the way but it's all based around one central point mm. and it's showing up and putting in the work mm. every single day mm. and and then and then giving yourself the permission to to fail and to suck which i feel like we we have this thing where it's like we do one thing and we think we have to, we're like we, we should perfect it on the first time that we do it and it's like nah man i was walking into that gym and i was like I was just like not 
Because it's a these are new patterns or new ranges of motion. When you look at the videos, it's hilarious sometimes. You're like, it was, it looked awkward, but, but as I stayed committed to it, it's like, oh, and then it looks better, and then it looks really good, and then you're like, but it only gets better by doing it. Yeah, you know, like, which is the same thing in acting. Like, you look wonky sometimes in your audition tape. It's like, it's not the end of the world. It's just like one experience. And you take that to the next experience and you sharpen your tools every time. And even, I mean, even, I mean, they, they even, they say it, even well-known actors still bomb auditions. And it's like, why don't we give ourselves that permission to just mess up and to look messy and to not look perfect and grow and learn? Why do, why do you think that is in, a, in the world of acting? Because we've created these narratives where uh, people are special, mm. right? And, and we've created also unrealistic ideas. It's just unrealistic ideas. It's like you're born with it, right? Like you're born with it. So who? Who's born with anything? It's like more times than not people have... They don't get me wrong. There are people that have gifts, and that's true. But to even access the gift, you have to work hard. You have to put in some kind of work. You know, and so we tell these stories of people and then we make it seem as if like all these people are special. They're they're rare air. And we say, oh, this and such and such person is this and that. And it's like, but it's not true. Really, what that person was is a hard worker. And they showed up over a significant amount of time. And then they, quote unquote, you know, they're overnight success. But no one is overnight success. I've just never like I've never seen it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like saying you're overnight ripped. And it's like who who you go to the gym one time and the next day you wake up and you look like Arnold? No. no. How much work did Arnold put in? He put in a shit ton of work to get that body. Right. On top of how he looked and on top of what he was gifted with with his birth, obviously, right? But it's like to get there he had to put in a lot of work. Yeah. And you see it and you say like he was he he was giving his life his life energy to become what he became. And it's so beautiful because he just, then he took that and he, then he became a big movie star with the same level of work. Mm-hmm. So it's not an accident. You look at The Rock, he's a great wrestler. He's a football player. He took that and then he maximized it and put it into his acting, his producing. And you see the theme in every single, I mean, we talk about it in class, where like I had a manager one time tell me that that athletes usually do very well in the world of acting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was, when he said that, I was like, and I was like, why? And he's like, well, you, you really get very comfortable with this idea of practicing. And when you practice as an athlete, you fail and you have terrible practices and you, you bomb all the time. But what you do is you don't have a, you don't have a mindset to quit. You just keep showing up and then you learn how to get better and better and better. And then you start to excel. But it's really because you've learned how to practice. Yeah. You've learned how to practice and not judge your performance. Right. Which is which is the same thing you're doing when you're acting, you're auditioning and you're learning to 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 be able to be critical about what it is you're doing, but to not tear yourself apart. 
to be like, okay, yeah, this wasn't my this is wasn't my best audition. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> right. Hey, it's not my best one, but you look and say, oh, there's a couple good moments. And when I get in, when I go on my next one, I'm gonna work on the thing that I'm. It's such a peaceful way of moving through it that you say you you look up and you say like, I have time. First of all, I'm I'm dedicated to the long haul. Who who I am in this moment is not going to be who I am a year from now, mm. right? Which People's time horizon is too short. Which frees you. It's like you, when you when you give yourself the space to be like, really, I'm I'm preparing for five years from now, ten years from now. You're free. You're not like the actors or anyone who is. Every op, everything is about now. Like I gotta get it now. It's like, man, you're in truth. You're not going to get it now, and because no one knows you, and this is an industry where it's like you gotta get. You have to create relationships with people, and they have to see your consistent growth over time before they give you that green light. They send you all kind of auditions just to see what you do, right? And it's like. They send you auditions just to see if you're going to accept the audition. A lot of people reject, uh, they don't even tape auditions. Like, that's a big thing. It's like, I think we were talking about that. It's like, uh, to be successful now is like truly very accessible in, in the world that we live in now. Because most people are not even doing, <laughs> they're not interested in doing the work. Dude, it blew my mind mm. when you told me whatever the number was, mm. the percentage of people that don't even submit either don't accept the audition or mm. don't do it mm -hmm. and i was just like what yeah i've done every audition that's ever been <laughs> right i thought that was normal yeah i've there's been two i think two that i've had i've declined i had to decline because mm. i had other obligations that like came in like i wouldn't have been able to do the shoot dates yeah but other than that i've done every audition that's ever been sent to me yep and like i just was like I don't, I don't know. And that, that's just how I've done everything. Well, it's like you, it, it's like when you say like, oh, we're going to work out. And there's always that guy that's like, yeah, I want to go work out. And you're like, well, meet me tomorrow. Mm, and then right before, right before, right before you, right, right before you get to the gym, he's actually, oh man, like right. something came up and it's like, that's, that is like, that's a, that's in the acting world. That's a normal, that's a normal experience. A lot of people do not tape. I had and family, the number is staggering. I got family issues. Oh man, I'm tired. Right. Oh man, like I didn't get enough sleep, and it's like, which for me, I think that the athletic mindset is like, you live in that space, like the grind, bro. the grind. I'm hurting. You still going? <laughs> like, it don't matter. It doesn't matter. Show up. And I, I don't know, man. Like practice at eight a.m. I feel like we live now in like a time where it's like we care so much about how our feelings like oh my feelings are hurt and oh well you know what you don't have to do it now and it's like fuck that <laughs> it's like i really believe that it's like man you're tired i don't i don't even care at this point like, right. when I, you're tired i don't care i don't i could care less if you're tired what does that mean right yeah everybody's tired everybody is everybody is grinding it's like you're tired it's like oh man i don't <laughs> You don't feel good like I don't I just personally don't have the space if you want to do something you can do it yes you're going to be tired 
Yes, it's not going to be fun all the time. Yes, it's painful, you know, but yep. but but what the the re, the reward that you get when you overcome those moments, you start to realize what you're made of and what you're made of is so much more incredible than you can fathom. Your body your body you're going to give so there's this 40% rule. Mm. Your your mind is going to start telling you to tap out mm. at 40%. Mm. Which means you have 60% left in the tank. Mm. Now that's the mind's way of protecting you. Mm. Cuz the mind just wants to like that's its job is to protect you, mm. keep you safe. Mm. Right? But safe isn't where you grow. Mm. Safe isn't where you max out your mm. genetics yep. or your potential yep. of who you are. Mm. Where like 90% is where you start seeing like, oh, mm. 95%, 100% mm. is where you really start taking yourself to the next level. Mm. And if you don't show up on the days that you don't feel good, mm. that you're tired, stressed out, mm. got some shit going on in your <laughs> personal life, right? Right? You're going to not train. Ever. You're going to have maybe five to 10 days out of the year. I think like count on a hand, like you might at the, at a 365 days, mm. you might have 20 good days in the year, like 20 peak days. Yep. Right. Especially as you get old, maybe when you're younger, I don't know, whatever, because you don't really have any responsibility. But when you get older and like you have a family, yep. you got a job, you've got a business, you've got responsibilities. You might have 20 good days. Man, If you showed up 20 days, <laughs> cause this is the thing you need to think about. And like it, that we get stuck in with like this whole, like everybody worrying about everyone's feelings. Mm. There's some, there's a motherfucker out there showing up every day working as hard as he possibly can, as hard as she possibly can mm. to beat you, to mm. take your job, mm -hmm. to take what you want, to take your market share, mm. to take that gig from you. Mm. And it's just like, I'm not going to be that person. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I am that person mm. that's showing up every day trying to take your fucking market share. Yep. I'm trying to take your clients. Be the I'm trying to score that audition. The hardest worker in the room. Like, there's such a, that's such a beautiful statement. It's not that I'm better than anybody because I think people interpret it that way. It's like, it's not that. It's that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to max out the effort. When I walk mm. into this space, I'm going to give my all. Yeah. And it's so beautiful because when you give your all, you can go home and you can, you can go to sleep. Even, bro, even when you fail, even when you lose, even when you hum humiliate yourself, right, mm. in some way, somehow. Yep. You can go home, you can sleep easy. Yep. You can sleep easy. I used to always, I used to always say, like, you know, like, because I'm a very vocal person, so I would speak my mind, right? And sometimes I would bother people. But I'd be like, my whole thing is like, I have to speak my mind because if I walk out this room without speaking my truth, I'm mm -hmm. not going to be able to go to sleep. So, yeah, whatever. It might not be the thing that you want to hear. It might not be the most acceptable statement. But you know what? I have to, I have to get it off of my heart, my chest, my spirit. Because when I leave this room, I'm not leaving with regrets. Yeah. That's, and that's a... I mean, that's a meditation. It's like, I'm not, I'm not living a life where I look back and it's like, oh man, I had 60 more percent in me and I just, <laughs> I just tapped out and said, I'm done. Bro, I say this all the time, but one of my, 
One of the things that really drives me um, is I always think about when it, like when major decisions come. Mm. I'm like, when death comes for me, like, how will I regret this? Mm. Right? Because because Lady Death comes for us all. Mm. And do you want to be the person that goes kicking and screaming, mm. wishing they had done more? Mm. Oh, I've got a little bit more to do. I want mm. to talk to this loved one. Mm. Or do you want to go at ease with a smile on your face, right? Just like mm. warm embrace, mm. like let's go. Mm. I've done it all. Mm. I've maxed it all out. Mm. And to me, like that's just that's the thought process on any decision. Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lovely story when I was, I was a. I was younger. I was in my twenties. I used to watch this show called Man vs. Wild with Bear Grylls. Bro, yeah. I love Bear Grylls, Man, bro. I fucking love him. I'm like, I that just, I just, I used to just sit and watch episode after episode in awe. But he said this thing. He used this metaphor, and he said like, you know, life for him, life is a pair of shoes, right? And most people, they're gifted this pair of shoes. And then when they return the pair of shoes, the shoes still look brand new. Because you didn't wear them. You didn't use them. And he's like, when I return my shoes, he's like, you're not even going to recognize. <laughs> you're not even going to recognize right. that it was a pair of shoes. That's what I'm giving back to you. And it's like, when I, when I, when I heard, I was like, oh, it makes you, it makes you unafraid. Or even if you're afraid, you're not going to stop. Because those shoes, when I turn my shoes in, they're not going to be shoes. You're just going to be stri- <laughs> it's going to be straps. Like no just soul no, blown outside. Like what the fuck did you? I was like I, li- I lived. Yeah. I lived, and I think all of these things that we're talking about is it sharpens your will to live, really to thrive. Yeah. Right. That's the that's the most beautiful word to thrive. Right. Like that's maxed out. That's not survival. Survival is is low frequency, right? Anybody can survive. Anybody can survive. Thriving is like optimal, high level, and it takes a significant amount of work, right? The beauty of it is, is though, as you adapt, which is once again, it's tr- it's apropos to training. Once you adapt, it becomes easier. That weight that was in, that seemed impossible when you adapt, you just throwing it around like it was nothing, you know. The exercise that was really challenging at first, you, once you adapt, you're doing it with ease and clarity, and then you can add, you can add weight. You can you can be you can then start to ratchet up the level of intensity, but the motion itself, the rain, it's easy. Training is a microcosm for life. The realest statement I've ever heard. Because you just, they're the same principles that you take into every endeavor Mm. that you're going to go into your life. Mm. You suck Mm. at first. Mm. You're weak. You're, you have no endurance. Mm. You have, you have, you have no technique. You're awful, Mm. right? You're pitiful. Mm. You show up the next day. You're Mm. a little less pitiful, a little less weak, Mm. right? Show up the next day, Mm. next day. Next day. Mm. Next thing you know, it's a year. Mm. Now you're strong. Now you've built muscle. Mm. Same thing's true when you start that business, right? Mm. You suck. You can't get clients. 
when you do get clients, you can't convert to sales, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't know how to market yourself. All yeah. those things, you suck, you fail, mm. you suck, you fail, you suck, you fail. Mm. You stick at it enough, next thing you know, now you have uh, a clientele list, mm. you've got an email list, mm. you've got steady income coming in every month. Mm. Same, same thing for acting. Mm. Those auditions you get, you're just bombing them. Yeah. Right? You're like yeah. embarrassed to send them yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. You know, or you're just so stupid you don't even know that they're bad and you're just sending them out. But like, next thing you know, you're you're year in, you're two years in, yeah. and then you get a call back. Yep. Right, and maybe you don't get, maybe you don't get it, but you got a call back. Yep. And then another year goes by, and next thing you know, you've been booked on three shows. Yep. Mm. Compound interest. If we and you touched on this. If we just stop worrying about being the best or being this or being that or like I, something's got to be this, mm. right? Whatever this is mm. in your head. Mm. And if you just show up each day and just work without worrying about whatever the outcome is, mm. like with enough time, you're going to get there. Mm. Like you actually don't have to be talented. Man. That's Having talent is a plus, but you don't have to be talented to outperform 95% of the field. Man. It's, it is that. It's like I've seen actors who, quote, unquote, are not talented but are committed. A year goes by, and I'm like, they're, they're just better than everybody in the room. And I'm like, how did it happen? But it's because they really do love what they did. What they do, they really love it. It's like, and when you love something and you just continually show up, what's the words? Consistency, commitment, hard work, discipline. It, it just leads to success. It leads to accomplishing your goals. And it's so funny because the time moves so fluidly that you look up and it's like, it's been it's been a short amount of time. It's like it feels like, you know, a year goes by and you're like, it literally just is like that. And you've put in that much work. And you've you've said yes to all your auditions. You've submitted them in spite of how you may feel, right? And then it happens. It just happens. Just one day, someone says yes, and then another person says yes, and then you have. You went from no jobs to now more jobs than you could have imagined. No clients to more clients than you could have imagined. No money to having more money than you could. But it's it's only because you've put in the hard work, you know. And it, it's it's it, it what is it? It's simple but not easy. Mm. So we overcomplicate everything, bro. Yeah, and it's really not. Yeah, it's like yo, show up. Yeah, show up. Put in the work. Yeah. You don't know? That's okay. Just show up. Yeah. Knock on doors. Yeah. Mm. That's a powerful, that's a powerful meditation. The understanding that it's not about you needing to know. Right? It's like, I actually don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, but I'll be there. Right. You know? I don't know if I can do the exercise, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go and try. You know? You have to be a seeker. Mm. Because seekers always end up finding. Yep. But if you never seek, you'll never find. Can't find. Yeah, man, it's it's um I love the progression and I love that it is indeed a microcosm. It's like 
you take training and you can just apply it to every aspect of your life. And it's like, I don't even know. I don't, I'm, I'm surprised that people, I'm, I'm, that people are not more attracted to it. I'm just like, what else can you do that literally transforms your body and every aspect of your life? It's like, I mean, you're, you go from, for lack of a better term, you go from zero to hero, mm-hmm. you know? And it is true, like, you walk into the gym, you could be depressed. You could be having a terrible day. You walk out of the gym, you're, you feel great. Like, you feel, you mean, you feel like, wow, man, I walked in and I was kind of low energy. Mm-hmm. I'm walking out, I'm ready to take on the day. No one's ever walked out of a workout and been like, man, I wish I didn't do that workout. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no one ever has thought that. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's very powerful. Yeah. Um, when did you recognize in your, in your journey, like how powerful it was? It's a good question. Because mm. you've been doing it for such a long time, but was there a moment when it was like when it did start to click, like, oh man, this is really powerful? I don't know, man. I was I was obsessed with training before I even started training. Mm. I've always had this like obsession in my mind with like getting better. Mm. And I remember working out. I first started working out when I was like 11 mm. and then it was like kind of whatever, just mm. like on my own benching and curling mm. some weights that I scavenged out of the garbage, <laughs> you know, <laughs> six blocks away from my crib. And then I started then like the next year, my buddy Eric's dad had a weight room in the basement of his wife's salon. Mm. And he would take me and my buddy Eric to go lift Mm. in the mornings or after school. Mm. And like, I just, and then that was like the first time I kind of had like structure and I was Mm. like, Mm. and then like, I started seeing progress. I Mm. started seeing like my arms getting bigger. Yeah. My chest getting bigger. I was like, yeah. And then I started in eighth grade. I started training with the high school, my, my high school. Mm Mm-hmm. And they had like a legit, my co- I was just very blessed to have like a legit strength coach. Yeah. And then it was like, like a college football program. Yeah. And then I was like, yo, we're getting after it. Mm. And to me, that was when it really became magical. I always was kind of drawn to it and loved it even beforehand, but I probably would say like eighth grade mm. because it was like, you were in this room with a group of guys that all had a common goal Mm. and we were all pushing each other. And so like, there's the, the, the self where like, I'm getting bigger, I'm getting stronger for my individual goals. Mm. But then there's like the collective, like, yo, we're all getting stronger and better together Mm. to get better at football so that we can like win games together. Mm. And so that I could be a better teammate for the guy next to me. Mm. Right, because like it's gonna be my job to like hold up my end of the deal, mm. so I don't be a, I'm not the weak link in the team. Mm. And 
and like for me dude for me like training was just like as much as it was like getting good at my craft it was also was just like therapy Mm. it was like my escape from my home life Mm. right it was Mm -hmm. like yo i've got like two hours three hours where all that shit doesn't exist yeah all the stress of home doesn't exist i'm just in there like no cares in the world man Mm. it's just like yo what's today bench Mm. oh we got five sets we're working up to a heavy five Mm. let's go yeah you know Mm. it's like last week i did 225 Mm. this week let's get 230 yeah Mm. and so i guess the answer to that question like maybe like eighth grade was when i really kind of knew yeah but I feel like I just, I don't know, dude. I was just, like, born with this, like, yeah. I don't know what do you want to call it, obsession. Yeah. To just, like, push. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I. And it's evolved, too. I think it's, like, before it was just, like, all about being strong and being big. Mm. And then it was, like, yo, I need to be more athletic. Mm. More mobile mm. and then it was like you know i need to have greater control mm. and then then at, you know even since then because like, you know i've always been in some sort of professional athletics yeah up until somewhat recently so mm. it was like always pushing towards like pushing my limits to be better at something mm. and then now being away from football and wrestling mm. i'm in this place where it's like not training to like compete Mm. anymore but i'm training like i'm still i still have that drive Mm. to like to thrive Mm. and but like now it's it's different like i obviously want to be strong and i want to look good but strength isn't necessarily the main goal Mm. i have all the strength i'll ever need yeah and like the risk reward doesn't measure out to try and push that anymore yeah no, that doesn't say like I mean you you we work out together so you I mean obviously I push weight and I yeah. still get after it but like for me it's more about the longevity mm. it's like yo how long how can I stay this strong maybe I'm not at my max strength mm. right but I'm not too far off yeah and then how do I maintain this maximal like this level of strength mm. as long as possible. Mm. That, like that's the game now mm-hmm. and then also on sundays i've been doing you know this out this outdoor session mm. right where it's just like really all movement mm. and i just every day I, every sunday i'm just loving this workout more and more because mm. it's like no weights mm. i'm not chasing a pump not pushing numbers it's just me in a field mm. moving my body mm. barefoot connected to the ground yeah sun on my skin Mm. heavy breath Mm. and then it's like this new connection Mm. so it's like i've been in the game for 22 years but it's like it's still evolving right the relationship is becoming is evolving i'm like growing a deeper love yeah for this relationship with Mm. my body to Mm. train my body and to push my body man a relationship with your body you think about that it's like how many people lack a relationship to their body yeah they don't know the the limits the lengths of what they can do with their body yeah which is also like <clears throat> you, that's what you that's what your life is it's like you have to put yourself in these positions to grow you know and as you do it 
it starts off if it starts off in one aspect but then it always is evolving and it's like as you evolve the training evolves mm. man it's heavy like it's just like i think i think i remember being young and and wanting to have access to people like you it's so it's so beautiful to have met you because it's like i was always seeking that out you know i was always i'm always been a person who has been a seeker you know like always like whether it's books or events or just places where i can grow i mean i used to just go to meditation classes just to see what it was about you know i remember when i moved to new york i I went and i sat with all different kinds of people that believe different kinds of things just to get a deeper understanding with myself you know Mm. but i remember seeking out like oh like looking on youtube and trying to piece together the puzzle and it's like it's beautiful because life presents you with those opportunities. You know, you say like, uh, I, had, I had some good friends that were athletes and they lacked the discipline, but they would invite me out and I would see, I would get glimpses of like, oh, okay, this is what it is. But it's beautiful to have met you to be able to get the a more holistic picture uh, of how to train and how to train properly, Yeah, you know? Cause there's 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 a lot of people who don't know like you know like they don't know how to they don't know how to initiate someone who doesn't have the experience yeah. you know because you can't treat everybody as if they're like if you're a college football player everybody is not a college football player right so you have to be able to take that discipline and be like I have to sh- I have to work you up to the level that uh, you can be at. You know, yeah. which is really learning how to be like, can you even do these ranges of motion? Yeah. Right. Do you have the stability? Do you have the ability to absorb the force? Right. Mm-hmm. Which is like when we think it's like it's so powerful. It's like it's such a good question. But like, can you actually absorb the force? Right. You can put it out, but can you absorb it? Right. Which is not talked about. You know, never. never. Now, I've never heard anybody say like, yeah, you can. You can put force out, but can you actually receive it and absorb it? And it's like, that's, that's to even think about it, it's like, oh, that's actually really powerful. The, it doesn't matter if you can put it out. It's like, because if someone, if, if, if you get hit or you fall, it's like, you can't absorb it. You're in worse position, right. you know? Are your hips mobile? Like, that was like, like, whoever, like, no, I've never, no one ever talked about that. It's like your joints, your ligaments, your tendons, like all these things that make up the whole picture, which once you address it, it's like then all of it becomes an easier application, right? The mind-muscle connection, right? It's like really powerful concepts when you think about it. It's like if you can't really feel feel what you're doing, you're probably not working the thing that you want to work, you know? So that 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 statement of like this microcosm of life, it's like it really is. And like I'm like, really, I really think about that. I'm like, man, I just think it's the most beneficial thing that I've that I've that I've experienced, mm. you know, because it does. T- it touches on so much in a way that I don't think other things do. Like you have to use the entire body. Right. Like you can meditate, but meditation is only one. One application, you know, like you can do breath work. Right. But it's like that's one application. But like 
through lifting weights, you're meditating, you're, you're, you're practicing breath. You're doing all those things simultaneously. Yep. <laughs> which is, which is powerful when you think about that. Yep. Which only enhance when you do meditate, you feel more connected to meditation. You know, I'm just like, I'm just reeling off. I'm like really thinking about like, wow, I don't know other things. And that's why maybe sports and athletics are very essential to the human experience because like, what else can you do that makes you use your entire vessel to perform, you know? Well, you know, it's like the saying goes of like a man, like it's a shame that if a man goes through his his entire life without ever knowing what his potential is, Mm. his physical potential is, Mm. right? Mm. Left so much on the table. Mm. You'll never know what you truly could be or mm. what you're truly capable of mm. if you don't if you don't train the body. Mm. And one of the things is so many people end up so there's the group of people that never train their body, right? Mm. Then there's the group of people that train their body and then like get hurt mm. or feel aches and pains from whatever they're doing, and then they like they're done with training. Mm. And those people it frustrates me because if taught properly, mm. like you had just mentioned, where we, we find your ranges of motion, figure out where they're at, and then increase them, and then load your body properly so that your tendons have time mm. to adapt to the weight so that they strengthen, so that we teach you how to absorb force mm. so that your tendons and connective issues can then strengthen and Mm. get thicker Mm. so that we can start creating more force and Mm. then getting stronger and then building muscle when done right this is a vehicle that you drive literally into the grave Mm. but the those people are are robbed of that because Mm. they weren't taught properly Mm. and that like to me that's a shame Mm. It's a shame because mm. it's like, man, you're, you were, cl- you were right. You were almost there. You were mm. close. Mm. You were so close. And then you, but you weren't mm. you lost it. Mm. And th- obviously there's, you know, I always believe there's accountability involved. Like mm. some things are on you. Mm. You've got to like seek, you got to seek this information if it's mm. important to you. But also it's like we were talking about earlier in this episode, there's fucking ton of grifters out there yeah. fitness grifters yeah talking about they're just trying to sell you they're great marketers mm. right mm. they're selling you some bullshit ab booty builder yeah pec builder whatever you name it yeah and that kind of ruins it for everybody mm. as well or for certain people because then they they get into you know they get into the world of fitness and like they see the results because you can get results, mm. but they didn't build the foundation mm. and because they didn't build the foundation. Now they have injuries, mm. right? Or now they have aches and pains mm. or now they have muscle imbalances that have caused their body to pull in weird ways. And now their back hurts. Mm. And I, I think strength training should be, I mean, it should be taught in school. Mm. Like in, in Europe, without, without in, in Europe, especially in Eastern Europe, yeah, like strength training is like they they Required. start getting taught. They start getting taught in like the fourth grade. Yeah, that's why a lot of the national teams over in those countries do so well. Yeah, 
I mean, I feel like it, it should be a requirement. Like when you think about the, the positive effect that it has on your life, coupled with where we're at now in our society, with everything is on the rise that is, you know, destructive. Yeah. You know, it's like depression's on the rise. The kids are have the kids have every kind of diagnosis known to man. These children, these teenagers and children have right, and it's like, and what's the one thing that they don't have? A physical outlet. A physical outlet. Well, to like to me, school is school has always been a tool to make good workers, mm-hmm. right? Because this, this company is all about consumerism. We got to create, produce, create, produce, consume. Mm. So the school systems have always been made mm. to like factory workers, right? Mm. We need to make good little boys and girls so they can be obedient factory workers. Yeah. Well, the factories are overseas. What? But what do we do here now? Yeah. Right? Well, we do a lot of work on the computers, mm. right? We do a lot of corporate work right mm. whatever that corporate world entails mm. so schools built around that there's no physicality involved in that yeah. so why waste the time in those schools yeah so no one's coming like you have to look out for yourself yeah right in this regard like the, and this is one thing that i'm big on like you can't get stuck on making excuses on i didn't know yep right that only works so long yeah and with kids you know it's kind of tough because you're a kid and you don't have as much control, but like parents need to be getting their kids involved. Yeah. Right. They they need to figure out. And like, I don't know. It's not an excuse. Yeah. Right. Like search online. Mm. Look. And it's like you said, like sometimes your initial searches might end you up in places with some, some crackpots. Yep. Don't let that deter you. Yep. Right. Create a physical culture for yourself Mm. and it'll evolve over time. Mm create a mental practice for yourself Mm. an educational practice everyone i always see online people talking oh school never taught me uh how to do taxes Mm. or how to get my credit right Mm. they always like i always see these complaining about not learning about the economy Mm. it's like well learn yourself yep in the age of information i mean now we're saying you have everything at the access of your fingertips yeah i mean for real Especially when it's we're talking about stuff like taxes and I mean it's like the the things you can pull up from your phone are staggering. <laughs> but but that's a deep I mean, even that is a deep dive of like, you know, I was I was listening to I listened to a podcast called Mindset and he had a whole episode on like the fact that people just stop at the question, like, oh, how come I was never taught to do my taxes? And then they just end right there. And it's like, well, why don't you look it up yeah. and see? Right? Like, why don't you take these extra steps in order to to learn the thing that you're interested in? It's, yeah. it's like we just stop with just the question. It's like, nah, man, you actually have to continue to seek out the answer. So many people graduate high school or graduate college and then they're just done learning. Yep. Like they're just done. Yeah. And, and I'm sure you've met them. I've met them. I know people that I know people from high school that like, that was all they you know, they, they only went through high school and like, they're literally the same person. Yeah. They're literally the same 12 years later. They're the same person. Yeah. 
same thing with people who left college, like graduate, just college, right? Mm. Couple extra years of education, but they're still the same exact. They didn't continue to grow and learn themselves. Mm. Like nobody's coming to save you. Yeah. No one's coming mm. to like work you out. Mm. No one's coming to teach you how mm. to invest your money. Yeah. Right. I think that that's we, but we also, we have created that in our culture in this country where it's like, I love that statement. Nobody is coming to save you. That is, to me, just one of the most freeing statements. Like, no one fucking is coming to save you. Get your <laughs> ass up. Yeah. Like, get up. Yeah. Like, but, but in our country, that's not the case. It's like, there's a problem. Someone's going to save you. That is how we run. That's how we run this country. It's like, there's problems. Let, you know, big brother government right. save you. And it's like, why? Yeah. They're keeping you. They're actually... And, you know, a lot of people get sensitive around these topics, but it's like they're actually keeping you in a position of servitude by saving you. Right. Because in order to be free, you have to do the hard thing. (laughs) You have to say, like, I'm going to save myself. I'm going to get my ass up and get to work to to solve the problems of my life. There is nobody coming to save you. And it's like. If you want to build the ship, you got to get out there and you got to get the wood and get the nails and get the hammer and start building that motherfucker, yep. you know, which it's, it's man, it's deep, man. It's like, know. you can do, we can go, we can go all night <laughs> on those stuff. It's like, we live in a country where it's like, we fucking baby everybody, you know, like we're now giving out trophies for participation, which I think is a travesty. It's like. You don't get a you don't get a trophy for just showing up. You get a trophy because you put in the work and you win. Right. You know? End of conversation. I'm not giving no kids no trophy just because you showed up. Right. And that's you, the bare the minimum. The bare minimum. You get we give we give bare minimum trophies. Right. The fuck are we it's like anyway. And this is the thing, if you're out there, yeah. like if you're out there, there are people mm. that recognize the seekers mm. that recognize the young, hungry people, mm. right? You don't even necessarily need to be young. Mm. The, when you recognize those people or you get recognized, there are other people who are where you want to be mm. or are near where you want to be or have been where you want to be. Mm. By seeking, mm. by going out and not looking for somebody to save you and by putting in the work and saving yourself – those people are going to find you and they're going to help you. Yeah. Because there are people out there mm. that want to see others win. And they're usually people that went out on their, on their own mm. and have won themselves. Yep. And no one's ever won on their own. Mm. Right? Mm. No matter how much of an independent badass that you are. Yeah. Right? And we've talked about this. But... You have to have that drive. You have to initiate yourself. Mm. You have to knock on doors. Mm. You have to be willing to show up, mm. work, fail, all these things that we've talked about. If you do those things, I promise you, someone's going to help you. Yep. Someone's going to give you a, a, a lending oh, hand. Oh, man. They're going to give you a lending hand. And, and, and it may only be for a little bit. It may be only enough to get you to the next door. Mm. But you got to knock at that next door. And when you knock at that next door, someone else is going to give you a lending hand. And I think the I think the 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 beautiful word as I'm listening to you, right? It's because you earned it. Yeah. It's like you're not actually they're not actually giving it to you. You earned it. Right. You earned the respect of the community, of others. 
you earned it by showing up and putting in effort. You didn't, you actually take it. No one gives you anything. They literally see the energy that you're putting out and they say, I like you. I want to help you. I want to connect the dots for you. I want to get you into a world that's going to enhance the product or the potential that you're offering, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, man. And it's like, and then no one owes you anything. It's like, that's like, all these things are like revolutionary to me. It's like, no one owes you anything. No one's come to save you. You got to get up and figure it out. And if you do, there's no limit. You just keep evolving. You're like, which is so beautiful. It's like your body, like your body can just adapt. Like when you really think about it, it's like, man, that's powerful to like, like you or your body, your body, like all the other aspects like can just continue to evolve. Right. The adaptability of a human body is profound. Like you can increase in size, you can decrease in size, you can increase your strength, you can decrease, your, you can increase your speed. It's like there's just like you can just continually take it back and forth. Right. Until you decide on what feels the most true for you. That's exciting to me when yeah. I hear that. It's like it's exciting to think like, man, you're not limited, actually. In fact, you don't even know the limits yet. It all comes back to you just have to be willing to broaden your time horizon. Mm. You got to look past right now, mm. tomorrow, next week. Mm. You need to be looking at one year out, mm. five years out, mm. 10 years out, 25 years out. Mm. I mean, dude, I feel like I just was lifting, started lifting. Mm. 22 years in it's crazy to say that it still blows my mind when i say that to people yeah I'm like 20 damn 22 years mm. i started training when i was 11 yeah like what the hell mm. you know like and i but i say that to say your ability to work hard and not and this is out like obviously we've been talking about training quite a bit but even in terms of like starting a business, mm. right? The workload to chase down leads, mm. right? And then call each lead and then study an hour a day or two hours a day on, on how should I communicate with a lead? Mm. How should I open with a lead? How should I like, how do I close a lead? Mm. Right? Mm. Oh, well, I need to figure out, I need to first, before I can sell somebody something, I got to figure out what their problem is. Mm. Right. And then I need to figure out what they've done in the past. Mm. Then I need to figure out, then I need to offer them the solution. Mm. And then I need to explain away any objections they may have. And then I can close the sale. Mm. Right. But that process is going to take you hunting down leads mm. for X amount of hours every day. Yeah. Right. Learning every day. Mm. And that's at first is going to seem overwhelming because mm. it's a lot of work. Mm. Right, two hours, three hours at a time is gonna like frazzle your mind. Yeah, but when you show up every day, get on phones, send out emails, send DMs, whatever it is. After a while, that two hours is like, oh, okay, that's not bad. Now you're doing three hours, mm. right? And then you're doing four hours. And the next thing you know, your girlfriend's banging on the door, like, "Hey, are you good in there? Yeah, I haven't heard you. You're like, I haven't heard from you all day. <laughs> and you're just like, you know what I mean, like." That, that like the, the, it's the it's this 
Mm. It's just like lifting weights. Mm. And you can become a hard worker. Mm. Like hard, hard, the hardest worker in the room isn't like, you're not born the hardest worker mm. in the room. Humans, we're lazy. Mm. We're fucking dogs. Mm. We're lazy dogs. We're, the, we're programmed to find the easy way. Right. Mm. So it, you finding it hard to work hard isn't abnormal. Yeah. It's not an indictment on you. Yeah. It's actually quite natural and normal. Mm. But the great thing about being humans is you have the choice mm. to go against your nature, mm. to better yourself, mm. to progress yourself. Mm. That, like, that's the beautiful thing about human beings. We're given a choice. Mm. Every other creature, they're not given a choice. They literally, cats max out their potential. Every day, oh. you, never, you, never see a, you never see a tiger not be the baddest motherfucker in the jungle. Mm. He just is, mm. right? But you will see humans who aren't the mm. most they can be, mm. right? They're not the smartest they could be. They're mm. not the most charismatic they could be. They're not mm. the strongest they could be mm. because you have a choice. Mm. But as much as you have a choice to be average or less than, you have a choice to be greater than, mm. be more than, mm. right? And, and then, then the beautiful statement is the choice is yours. Right. Mm. The choice is yours. Yep. Choose wisely. <laughs> Choose wisely. I think that's, I think that's, we go home on that. Mm. I think, I don't think we're going to top that. Man, it's a pleasure. I loved having you, bro. Yes, sir. We'll keep training. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, this was great. Everybody listening, I love you. I'm back. I'll catch you later. Peace. Peace.